Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The internet is amazing for representation, but representation is a double-edged sword Mm. if representation then sets a standard. Time perception and what we think is appropriate in a specific time Mm -hmm. can sometimes cause us so much depression when it feels like that timeline is condensed. Mm. Just because you see so many posts on your timeline, aka your feed, doesn't mean that that's going to be your timeline. No one wants a hater as a friend because you'll quickly become a witch. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Two My Sisters podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Renee and we are your online sisters and hosts of the Two My Sisters podcast. We are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about FOMO, being a late bloomer, feeling like you're behind in life and what to do when you have these insecurities. We love to see it. But... We're going to open up with a classic ding, ding, ding dilemma. Let's get into it. Let's go. Hello, girls. Hey, sweetie. I really enjoy your conversations. They inspire me to better myself. Thank you for creating such an amazing space. I can't wait to read your book. I'm an honor. I've listened to your recent episode about loneliness and Mm hyper-independence. And this correlates with an issue I've been wanting to write to you about for a while. I've been suffering from social anxiety from a young age as a result of bullying. Mm. Even after the bullying stopped, I have never been able to build real intimate relationships with people outside of my immediate family. Over the years, I've tried to work on my social anxiety and self-confidence. However, I have only come to enjoy my own company. I've self-isolated and don't even enjoy hanging out with people. I figured it's because I was rejected so much that I don't even want to engage with people anymore. I am afraid to end up lonely. How can I make myself want to connect with people, have a social life, or even a romantic relationship? I hope you can help me with this dilemma. Oh, this is a really tough one. And I'm so, so sorry to hear that. Um, And thank you so much for being just honest and transparent and sending us this dilemma as well. And I'm sure that there are loads of sisters out there who can actually relate to this kind of um, situational feeling. Um, I would say the first thing is, if you can and you have the means to, I would actually recommend going to therapy um, to kind of go over what in your past or even present may be causing you to feel these feelings um, and giving you someone who can walk with you on this past the 15 minutes that we're going to be talking about this Mm -hmm. just because this is not a situation that can change overnight and most of the dilemmas that we get um, and most of the advice that we give are not you know instant fixes to anything however I do want to emphasize that when it comes to feelings of anxiety depression overwhelm whatever it may be um, not say that these are all feelings that you're feeling but when it comes to things like this with our mental health, I think it's important for us to actually seek professional help. Um, And that can sometimes sound intimidating or for some of us, we think that it's not that serious. However, it is. And I wanted you to give it the the care that it actually deserves. So yeah, we really appreciate you sending this dilemma to us, but we're definitely happy to say we are not the best equipped to Mm. be able to give you advice for, I guess, holistic, expert advice which you'd actually need so if you do have the resources and the capability to go to therapy definitely do we always have the link to better help down in the description however if you want to do research into finding a therapist get any recommendations from anyone who you know in real life or do in-person therapy please just look into it um, with all seriousness I also think that I mean, we've just come out of like a two year pandemic. And like you said, social anxiety is something that you've dealt with your whole life. And this a pandemic could easily make it a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is so much beauty and we think there are so much there is so much beauty in community. Um, but sometimes it can feel quite intimidating or overwhelming. And there can be so many different things which hold us back from fully emerging ourselves in the beauty of community. And so um, please don't feel like 
you know, anything's wrong with this or anything. Uh, well, not that anything's not wrong with this, but um, in the sense that there's something wrong with you, mm. um, which needs like immediate fixing or just something that you need to quickly get over. This is these things can be very challenging to overcome. However, I'm so glad that you realize that you actually need and desire to have intimate connection mm. with somebody. Um, the first thing I would say, well, the second thing I'd say after the therapy thing is firstly remind yourself that relationships can be very very beautiful Mm. and um they don't have to be high pressure either I think we think um and something that can riddle us with anxiety though I do not know what your specific fears or um reasonings are I do think one thing that could uh, make us filled with anxiety is this pressure to feel like we must perform in relationships and perform to a certain level or in a certain manner in order to be deemed worthy of other people's time however this is not true people will embrace you for you quirks and all just who you are your interests and stuff like that even if it takes you a bit of time to open up um let people know that like you know I'm I'm taking time to get to know you whether it be romantic relationships or even platonic relationships and you know endeavor to be intentional about meeting up with people in low stakes low stakes environments um if you are somebody who you know scurries away quickly after like social Mm. events and stuff like that um it's completely understandable but definitely see if you can find one person in that crowd to be like hey can I talk to you for a second and you know just be like I just wanted to have a conversation with you real quick like I I don't really like crowds and all of that um but I I would love to just have a conversation especially somebody who you see as willing to have a good conversation with anybody um I do think for people with social anxiety or even introverts extroverts can actually be a massive helper to you because they are open right and Mm. so even though you are very closed they are open to receive you without you having to do too much to be received um and so as much as you know introverts or people with social anxiety can sometimes run away from extroverts because it's like oh they're gonna force me to be extroverted well it doesn't always work out that way Mm. um i think a lot of people have an understanding that not everyone is like them however they may be more open to have conversation with you um and overcome that barrier a lot easier so if you do identify somebody who's like the social butterfly and stuff like that like (laughs) it may be worth pulling them aside and being like hey you seem like a really really cool person um and i just wanted to kind of chat with you a little bit even if it's like in private you know Mm. um the other thing i'd say is connections take time um and so even if you have to work on yourself for a little bit before you really start opening up and delving deep into relationships then do it like I said in the first point this is not going to be a process that happens overnight um but it should definitely be something that you are progressing to and there are probably so many people who surround you who are absolutely amazing and you don't want to miss out on that either but don't push yourself so far that you retreat and then you never come back out again. Um, Definitely take this a step at a time. So it could be, you know, going to therapy and, you know, as you've worked through a couple of sessions, your therapist may set you exercises and just endeavor to actually do those exercises. And if you don't end up going to therapy um, because you cannot or you don't want to, um, then definitely I would say the steps would be take time to maybe analyze why you have so much social anxiety, whether it has come from a specific social interaction or a specific, like you said um, about the, it was bullying, right? Like what did the bullying um, make you insecure about or fearful of, whether it be insecurities about yourself or fearful of other people? What, what specific social interaction are you scared of? Is it that as soon as you start talking to somebody else, they're going to start picking on you um, or anything like that? Like just be aware of, okay, what, what is it? It's not that I'm scared of people. I'm scared of these social interactions. Well, why? What specific social interaction am I actually scared of? Um, And then kind of get yourself representation of, I guess you have representation of our friendship, but representation of friendships which are healthy. Um, And even if you can't get that like on your screen, seek it out in person. Um, And then just start, I would say like approaching people for one-to-one interactions because that can be a lot less intimidating than say taking the tip of plunging yourself into a very social scene um like going to a networking event or a party Mm. or you know a function a conference whatever it may be um so definitely take time and even if it's digitally like I think what's beautiful about making digital connections is you can do it on your own time so in the sense that like I don't need unlike with the conversation you need to respond to me straight away the long pause would be awkward however 
online, you can respond to me in a couple of hours. You know, if you f- you're feeling overwhelmed, you can come back and let a person know, you, hey, I was just feeling overwhelmed with messages. Um, I'm just getting back to this now. And it's more socially, well, digitally acceptable. And so even if you initiate making a uh, relationship or making connections, sorry, that way, that can also be helpful, I'd say. But I'm interested to hear what you have to say because I've talked for like No, girl, you gave us the three, the 360 <laughs> and I'm here for it. Give us the roundabout and I really enjoyed it. Literally, I agree with everything. And I love how you started with this is actually a problem or rather this is something to be worked on professionally where possible. So I just want to reiterate that if you have the means to go to therapy, would definitely recommend. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, utilize resources as is necessary and utilize, of course, our code as necessary. Um, I think one thing that I would add is using the folks that you have around you that you're already comfortable. Mm -hmm. So I know you mentioned like family, for example, that you like being around. Maybe if you have like siblings that, you know, go out or like go out with their friends or go out to situations with them. they can also accompany you so it can decrease a little bit of that social anxiety that you may feel because I do think that sometimes when we enter into spaces where we're the only person that we know or Mm. like we're just going in alone it can be quite intimidating as well so an idea might be to go to brunch with you know a sibling and their friend Mm. or like go to new um, places with the people that you already feel comfortable with I know that sometimes for me it's always nice to have a friend with you when you go to a new social setting so I definitely recommend that Um, I love what you were saying around like there's some social butterflies out there, some extroverts that you can tag onto. Mm -hmm. um, So invest in that as well and start small, like really, really small. I think um, your experiences of bullying and the experience of coming out of a two year pandemic Mm -hmm. means that that social battery must be low and that capacity to engage with people must be low. Mm -hmm. So don't feel like you have to be out here, out here to feel as though you are comfortable and happy around people's presence. Mm. Go at your own pace um, and try and do really small scale things. Mm. I also love online interactions. Yes, I, you've been interacting <laughs> with us. You've already, yeah. step so one, like we're your go. sisters out here. So yeah. that's like a really great stage. And if you can interact with some of the sisters in the yeah. sisterhood, we've definitely had the privilege of engaging with such wonderful mm-hmm. women um, being a part of this sisterhood. So even if you see somebody that you know that's like listening to the To My Sisters yeah. podcast or someone you see is cool within our community then reach out to them i'm sure they would definitely be receptive they would Mm -hmm. you know receive you with open arms um so yeah little and often but sis genuinely wishing you the best i know it's not going to be an easy journey um and we're so so sorry that this is an experience that you had we absolutely hate Mm. bullying um (laughs) do not tolerate it whether it's childhood bullying online bullying in-person bullying at any age and stage we hate bullying um and we just want to reiterate the fact that you are loved at least loved by this community um and to take your time as you go throughout this process and of course update us um and keep us posted on your progress but sending mega mega love sis and let us know if there's anything we can do to help in some way for sure for sure and also any sisters that are listening and that are interested in like reaching out to a good sis or you know comment below and maybe like just signpost hey you know i'm open for friendships Mm. or just in some of our like you know social media posts we really want to make sure that this is a community where people feel like they can invest in friendships make new friends um we know that some of the interactions that we've had with you know ladies over the course of like our tanzania trip and our um sponsored hike and just various in-person activities has led to so many women just connecting um so don't be shy you know tell us that you're open for friendship and let that blossom let that blossom but speaking of blossoms we're talking about bloomers today (laughs) I amaze myself with these puns sometimes. I know that you guys are not a fan. Um, I don't think we're not a fan. What can I say? But did you see what was done? Did you see what was done there? Blossom, bloomer, late bloomers, blossoming. Anyways, moving on to the the agenda. I did. I did understand what you were saying, but like, (laughs) like throw me a, a, a lifeline, but you're not sinking. I know, but like, give me, you know what I need? Like a, I feel like I'm flying a plane. Yeah. You need to give me the launch, the, uh, what do you call it? The thing that they land on. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's late. It's late in the evening as we're recording this. So please. Anyways, Blossom Bloomer. Today we're talking about <laughs> the reason that this topic actually came up was mm. actually on request by a number of sisters in the sisterhood. Oh, around. Thank you. thank you, sisters. You guys stay 
coming up yeah. with really great topics that we have yeah. conversation around. And I'm just happy that it's also a pertinent conversation given mm. the fact that this is a very kind of coming of age, discussing yeah. women's issues. And I think this is an interesting one because obviously we're in the age of social media mm. where it feels like there's so much pressure to keep up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. And with one of our previous, most recent episodes, um, we were speaking about, you know, beauty maintenance mm-hmm. and thinking about like how to keep up. This episode is more so what to do when it feels like you're not keeping up and when it feels like, you know, everyone and everything around you is charging full steam ahead, Mm. whereas it feels like you're not where a society thinks that you need to be, but also dealing with the contention that you may also not be where you want want to to be. So I know this operates in a number of different spheres, whether it be like your career, whether it be your finances, Mm. relationships. And I actually wanted to open with asking you, Courtney, have Mm -hmm. you ever felt as though you are a late bloomer or you're late to the scene or late to the party at any point in your life? No. Why? I think, (laughs) (laughs) you know what, shout out to my parents. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I've been tooting my parents' horn for the the last couple of episodes, Mm -hmm. but like, my parents were really good at just letting me know that I was on my own journey. And they didn't, I know like as a West African child of immigrants, yeah. A lot of us were riddled with a lot of comparisons. Yep. Look at this person, look at that person. My parents didn't really compare me to people. Mm. Um, and I think that did a whole bunch for my confidence and also just my awareness of the fact that I'm not like anyone else. And my parents instilled that in me. You're not like anyone else. Mm. And like that whole cut your cloth according to your side and focus on you and focus on your path. Like I've had the privilege of having a lot of wisdom from my parents and encouragement from my parents. As much as sometimes my decisions were not what they would have decided or wanted for me, they still let me know that, okay, well, you're an individual on your path. All we can do is try and guide you, but we can't control you. Mm. Um, And if they can't control me, they're sure as heck not going to give the right to control me to anyone else. Even if that's me putting that agency in someone else's hands Mm. by comparing myself to them or comparing myself to social media. And my parents were just really good at that. And I think I really want to, emphasize that because I think that's an important role that parents play in the socialization and the rearing of their children which is how much confidence do they have that their identity doesn't necessarily have to be linked to or even their trajectory doesn't necessarily have to be linked to the masses Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. my parents even like till now my mom is very like oh so marriage you know and as soon as I let her know like okay well I'm thinking about it but not I don't want it for right now. She's like, okay, well, in God's time, you know, when you feel ready and stuff like that. And I can tell she wants that little spirit of your age mates are getting married and they're having Mm. kids to creep up on me. But I've just, I'm just kind of like, if you push me too much, I'm going to shut down and we're not going to talk about this anymore. Yeah. Um, And I think setting that boundary, but also having the ability to set that boundary because they respected my agency in the first place has been amazing. Mm. Um, So even till now, when I find myself falling into oh, well, what is this person doing? And, you know, compare that to what I'm doing or what I've had the time to do X, Y, Z. I find their voice and their advice coming back to me because they instilled it in me from such an early age. Um, But I do want to (laughs) caveat that by saying, (laughs) no, I want to give context to this. Yeah, yeah, I do want to caveat that by saying, um, to give some context that often, especially when I was younger, Mm. I was a high flyer. Right, right, right. And so because of that, sometimes not in the most arrogant pompous way but there wasn't someone for them to compare me to because I was the benchmark Mm. and so I do see for example in siblings or cousins that it's Courtney by Courtney's age she had done this by Courtney's you know stay she had done this what are you doing and so I do want to give that context in saying that like people in my life might not have had a similar experience and I think I had that experience because I was the eldest daughter I was the eldest child at home there wasn't an older sibling for them to compare me to um immediately present um and I was doing well academically I was doing well in the things they wanted their child to do well in so it wasn't like a look at this person they're doing so much better than you they were just like we got the we got the kid. Yeah, the <laughs> like, cream cream of the crop. <laughs> We've got the kid. The crap. Um, but I can imagine how much different it would have been had I not been 
Mm, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. That's really interesting. I think we have very similar experiences, mm. actually, insofar as, like, my parents tried that when I was very, uh, like, young. Mm. But then, because I became a high flyer, I was just like, oh, okay, actually, mm. ah, I'm going to put stick my stars behind this one. She's a, she's a good one. Mm. Um, but actually having lots of candid conversations with my younger sisters, mm. there was very much that spirit of comparison Definitely. and... Uh, the benchmark says this, why are you guys here? Um, and it's quite interesting because it's almost like in some elements, it felt like the reverse of a late bloomer. It felt like there were some places where I felt like I was forced to or compelled to bloom a bit earlier mm. or like I had to become a full, th- we're really going with the flower um, <laughs> analogy, but I had to bloom into a rose or like mature earlier. Yeah. So it's quite interesting to see just the, I guess, differences in yeah. the experiences of like children that were socialized in the same household yeah. um and i guess like one thing i kind of want to touch on is around the wider context of like society mm. and thinking about like women in general and kind of the things that we see online because oftentimes because while social media has been a great tool because we see a lot of high flyers now and because we see a yeah. lot of people doing yeah. exceptionally well how do you think that both yourself but also other people have interacted with these kind of examples yeah. and what is the impact? Oh, it's massive. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Let's be honest because like I was, like we were just explaining, right? When you're in a household, mm. that's completely different to being in the big, big bad world yep. of the internet. Not that the internet is bad, but like it's full of bad yeah, people. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> internet is amazing, you know, <laughs> the baddest. Um, the internet is amazing for representation, but representation is a double-edged sword. Mm. If representation then sets a standard, right? Um, or a perceived standard. And I think as ambitious people, as people who set goals, I'm glowing, I'm growing mm-hmm. in whatever area in your life where you set goals, whether it be academia, entrepreneurship, career performance, right. um, money and finances, assets and wealth, body image, uh, everything, like every category of life, there are people who you're going to watch for inspiration and inspiration can quickly become a standard that you're trying to attain. And the more you follow people like that, the more you go down a niche, the more your representation is the people you like and the people you aspire to be, the more you become convinced that that's the norm. And so with that over-representation mm-hmm. to a degree, you're now thinking, damn, I'm behind. Because yep. everyone I see, everyone who comes up on my feed is living like this. But what you have to remember is not everyone is living like this. It's just everyone on your feed. And yep. I I create, um, I posted something on Instagram, um, which was a reel talking about like, don't forget that you are the one, it was a reel of a clip from the episode, but mm. I was talking about like, don't forget that you are the one who's curating your social media feed and yeah. you're choosing to consume content. You're consuming content by choice. And in the caption, I talked about how like, it's so, it's not a coincidence that these things are called feed you have to make sure that every content is actually nourishing you and as much as there are there are things that it's like that oh well this good, is thank really you. as, as wow. much as um you know it's amazing to have representation you also need to have representation of your present circumstance mm. right so that's mm. why i find it so much more important to have not just, you know, my favorite influencers and people like that, but also having a good balance of people who I get to meet in real life and getting to see their journey. But in that, everyone's journey is very, very different. Mm. And if you surround yourself with high flyers, they're going to post high flying things. Yo. And it can get discouraging. And I will be one to say comparison via social media has definitely crept up on me more than once. Um, and even presently till this day, because you have such great ambitions. But the thing about another analogy coming through the thing about timelines is they make it seem like this is the objective timeline Mm. just because you see so many posts on your timeline aka your feed doesn't mean that that's going to be your timeline it doesn't mean that that's going to be the pace at which you're going to achieve and oftentimes we can follow people and it feels like they're achieving at such a fast pace and it's like no it's just popping up on your timeline because you follow them Mm. right but Mm, what's happening according to your timeline is 
the work, the underground work you're having to do, the tearing down of a lot of things that you're going to have to do, the building up of a lot of things, the learned skills, the new relationships, the healing, that all of these things which you don't post and don't appear on timelines, mm. but are actually there in your life's timeline. And so oftentimes we can feel as though things are moving slower because we're having to go through so many phases but they went through the phases too. It just didn't, it wasn't posted onto your timeline. Right, right. And so it really is about taking social media, not just with a pinch of salt, but with the critical think, thought enough and the awareness of what it is, a construction enough to not be too hard on yourself. And mm. I think a lot of us are immensely hard on ourselves because we are so ambitious. Um, however, success doesn't just look like an Instagram post. Mm. You know, your mm -hmm. success won't just look like an Instagram post. And so if you do ever find yourself feeling like, ah, I'm behind my peers, I would question, <laughs> <laughs> what peers are you following? Because we're all in very different places. And if you really feel like, oh my gosh, I'm behind my peers and this is a problem. And I would highly recommend getting immersed in offline community who, who can tell you the truth for truth because some of us are feeling the pressure and it's warranted don't shoot the messenger don't don't shoot the messenger don't be upset with me. we want to continue this podcast so please um, don't be upset in the sense that not even you know spirit of my agents my age mates are doing xyz but in the sense that you actually have not got your life in order and in looking at people online <laughs> no and you refuse to get your life in order this isn't even like personal <laughs> circumstance this is just pure you're spending more time scrolling on social media mm. than you are even actually getting yeah. your life together you're more aware Damn. of what's happening on social media than you are what's on getting your life together and i i am a side hustler i am somebody who loves um business and uncanny businesses and doing things that you're passionate about if you're that passionate about social media and you're that up to date with what's happening become a social media I'm commentator screaming. no 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 I no this is my genuine advice this is my genuine advice she said become the shade <laughs> yes 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 the camera's dead ass yes we, don't, we, we do not endorse no, but yes <laughs> yes <laughs> throw shade for money no but no but in the, the, shade sense, tree, in the sense that if you're upset, the shade GDP? no but do you want to look at the stupidity of it all because if you're <laughs> if you're looking at your peers your age mates and stuff and they're, they're all getting their money up they're so all pursuing funny. their their purpose or whatever they're all getting into a relation or whatever you think is a goal right mm. okay but what's in your hands right now do you get what i mean and if you want to be there stop analyzing it mm. and start using what's in your hands not to make you further crippled but actually to help you if you are somebody who like the social media example is just a funny one but it's true like if you really love social media if you really love content instead of allowing yourself to just overindulge and overconsume content thinking well how can i get what they have you actually have a skill right you mm. actually have not everyone some people find social media completely boring or they don't even know who to follow yeah. in order to make it interesting or how to get um, aware of the social trends at that moment. Do you know how many companies would benefit from someone who knows how to navigate social media to the point where they know of a trend as soon as it hits? Exactly. That's, what That's so true. a skill. That is so profitable. But instead, you can also use that skill to make yourself riddled with anxiety yeah, and fear yeah. and insecurity. And so that's why I say it like that. Um, you can be so pissed at what you see and how it's making you feel or not even you can use it as inspiration. You can just take time to, to focus on mm. you. And I think focus is a such a, focus is such a big thing that a lot of us don't have. We have goals, we have aspirations, we but have ambition, we focus. even have skill, but we don't have focus. And so actually sometimes the distractions are too much just focus on you um but yeah i've completely lost the original point i was going to make but if you are somebody out there who you know just no, scrolling on no, no, biggest man thing. think about how much the tms community yeah. could benefit do you get what i mean or any oh, brand oh, could benefit from 100%. someone who understands social media so much 100%. and is always plugged into what's relevant but instead, you're just every day. So you post to scroll through every day. So you video, you're watching 23 hours a day. And then you're wondering, not even wondering, you're crying that you're poor. <laughs> Sorry. 
obviously this is okay caveats obviously we know everyone's life predicament <laughs> is situation different. is different no i definitely hear that i definitely hear that i think the word that i was looking for earlier um to describe what social media has turned into is mm. surveillance society because <laughs> it feels like I can see both ends of the spectrum, right? There's sometimes you actually, you know them days you're having a bad day Mm -hmm. or like things are just not going right. Mm -hmm. And that's the day that you actually open your feed and it's like, this person's got a new house. This person's got a new job. Oh, getting married. And literally it's everything that you're upset about that the feed has curated to pop up. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) you want to see what's going on? Not in your life? (laughs) 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 Just for that. Ding. Just, for, just, for, just for good measure, and it's like I think sometimes, first of all, people need to realize that being so attuned to people's lives is not normal. Mm-hmm. It has never been normal. Mm-hmm. It's only been normalized mm-hmm. as a result of this surveillance society yeah. we call social, social media. media yeah. Before social media, in fact, not even before, the intention of social media when it was created was to stay st- social mm-hmm. with people that you care about and that you know, and maintain connections with people that you know friends colleagues all that kind of stuff but it's now blossomed into this surveillance society Mm -hmm. where now it feels like we know the intricate details of everybody else so now like i think it's so so interesting that just naturally we were speaking about like family and think about comparison and then how that widened out so much by virtue of being in connection with people that you might not know from adam eve and you know various other biblical characters (laughs) And now, because there's so many cooks in the pot, mm-hmm. or so many perceived cooks in the pot, mm-hmm. it's becoming even more difficult to bake the cake that you're trying to bake because it feels like there's so many ingredients that you now have to add. And I think there's also that element of like, I love that you were talking about time because time perception and what we think is appropriate in a specific time mm-hmm can sometimes cause us so much depression when it feels like that timeline is condensed. And I think especially for women, we've been boggled with the whole like age and stage problem, right? It's like by this particular age, you need to be married by this particular age, right? Ticking clocks, especially in the biological sense. But I think what's even interesting now is that hasn't actually like left in those realms, but rather we've just tacked on other things. So now it's by 25 or by this age, you should be able to like have your own business or by this time you should be financially free. Mm. By this time you should be married. Mm-hmm. By this time you should have two kids. Mm. And it's too much. <laughs> it's Honestly, too, like it we're tired. Much. And I think that's, that's the biggest of like, overarching feeling exhaustion mm-hmm. like social mm-hmm. media has become exhausting i was having a conversation with someone today and they said the thing about the internet now is it's disorientating yeah and 100%. i actually think that's such an amazing word to describe the overwhelming confusion and overwhelm that comes with having so much imagery content articles advice it's too much a- announcements in your eyeballs <laughs> every single day. Can you imagine like somebody put this in an Instagram caption today that like, oh, you know, about how to make like reels attention grabbing or whatever. And they were saying, you know, people are going to be scrolling through hundreds of these a day. And I thought, Rah, we are consuming hundreds of pieces of content every single day, right? At least when you would read a book, you're focused on Don't one thing. Me. No, 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 but because you can put it down. Exactly. But this is like your mind is going from here to here to here. You're watching someone pop pimples. Then you're watching somebody buy a Birkin. Then you're watching it's somebody so clean their house. Then you're watching somebody get married. Then you're, watch- it's like, your mind is like focusing on so many different things. And it literally leads to information overloads or even worse, just this disorientating feeling of, mm. I don't even know how to navigate my own life anymore. Like there was this interesting TikTok, sorry, I'm making all these social media references, but there was this funny TikTok where this guy was like, when randomly at 3am when I decide to like get my life together. And it's like, so many of us have these random <laughs> spurting, like racing thoughts of this is what the perfect mm. life looks like. And then the That's next good. 24 hours, you're discouraged so about whether good. you can even achieve it or whether it's even your desire anymore. Imagine being, living in a time where your desires constantly change and like the timeline and the pressure of things are constantly being increase then decrease and then there's so many conflicting opinions right because there is you know the tms podcast and you glow and grow do your thing and then there's the feminine energy content no be this 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 and then it's like the the money step up your money gang telling you no capitalistic values is and then you've got the liberals being like no let's burn down the government and it's like it's 
in the same day. <laughs> <laughs> How can one not be confused? Betterhelp.com forward slash no, to my No, honestly, sisters, I think so actually. many of us actually need to sit down, log off our phone and just talk to someone. Yo. And just be like, you know what? Can you actually help me? figure out you know what my life my pain you know my what? desires my values because everything that was supposed to have happened has been unraveled you know by this what? phone you want to something let me tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> honestly you want to something i had two thoughts that came into my mind i hope i can remember the second oh yeah sorry by, by the first but the first thought that even the first thought might even disappear right now, to be honest with you. Yes, snapshot. Um, the first thought that came into my mind is we're really living in a snapshot generation. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think of, you know, when you're editing a video, mm-hmm. you have all of this footage. Courtney is the queen of B-roll. Queen of B-roll. But you'll take like six hours of footage yeah. for like 40 minutes content. Yeah. We're seeing the 40 minutes and then wondering why it feels like we're blooming late. Mm. You haven't bloomed late. You just haven't seen the rest. Yeah. It reminds me of like All a plant. The that were right. It, re- it, re- it reminds me of like a plant that blooms, but you can't see the roots. Mm. And the roots can, or like when, when I think of like a small tree or something like that, their roots are deep. Yeah. And there's so much that goes into just keeping it up. Yeah. Because we're so used to seeing everything on the surface or the iceberg, right? Mm. We're so used to seeing this little structure on the surface mm-hmm. that we don't know half of, if not more, than, like what the hell is going on in the background. Yeah. So we're just seeing this perfect little snapshot. Mm-hmm or snapshots collections Mm -hmm. of snapshots that will last like what 15 seconds on instagram back to back and we're thinking wow their life was just so perfect and so linear Mm -hmm. and there was hardly any time in between when damn you don't know what the hell is going on behind there and it also makes you think that there is nothing going on behind the scenes so it's like for every win if people don't explicitly share a bit more about their story or like you just see that win no wonder you're thinking damn I'm late to the yeah. party. You yeah, actually yeah, haven't yeah, even yeah. seen the full party. You're probably in like the um, reception area mm-hmm. thinking mm-hmm. that you're in the main party. Yeah, you're, you're in not, the reception. You're not in the know at all. There's so much. Yeah. And then it makes me th- like in terms of our relationship to social media mm. um, and our relationship to like content creators, because folks will argue, ah, you know, responsibility of the content creator to Let's be transparent and, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I want to hear more about your views on to what extent can the social media creator or like folks that we engage with online that can color our views of whether we're blooming late or not, Mm -hmm. to what extent do they have a responsibility to be transparent and to what degree is it necessary for them to share the losses, the failures, the reality behind the wins that they post online. Right. And not even just the social media creator, but also the our peers, person. right? The everyday person. Mm-hmm. What responsibility do content creators as well as us have in sharing the fullness of our stories yeah. with other people? Oh. Everything I live for. <laughs> let's get into so let's it. Get into it. Um, so the first thing I would say is as somebody who a core value of mine is transparency and honesty, I mm. will always say that there is a place for transparency behind the scenes content, contextualization in digital content creation. Mm. I think that it's actually, we're seeing a trend of people actually wanting to see that. When you see the rise of informal content like TikTok, mm you see people showing more and more the day-to-day life that they live and people gravitating towards that because people no longer, not that they no longer want it, that people now want a more equal balance of aspirational content and relatable content, right? Those two things are now very appealing to us. Whereas before, I don't want to know about my real life. I want to see what the people who I don't have access to are doing. That's like the reality TV era and celebrity culture and all of that. So I think that there's a huge place. And I think when it comes to branding now, there is more leeway in terms of not creating the perfect brand, creating the brand that actually shows the flaws and the humanity. Mm. Um, Even a lot of brands like actual like commercial brands are really resorting more to humanizing their online content because they know that people want a reality aspect and a reality that is tangible a reality Mm. that is relatable and understandable and so there is a place for honesty and transparency and the behind the scenes and the wider context 
in your content. Trust me, there'll be an audience for it. So don't feel like you have to keep up with appearances in order to keep your brand alive, right? But then there's also the element of privacy and also the construction of story because content creation is storytelling yep regardless regardless of the nature of the content that you watch it is storytelling even documentaries which mm-hmm. are like no scripting well yeah no scripting all of these they are still stories they are still told in a certain way still written in a certain way the sequence of um scenes are put in a certain way to make you feel certain things and perceive and believe certain things the only things that are completely un un i guess closest to reality are live streams and even (laughs) then you only see a snippet of somebody throughout the day you don't Mm. see what happens before that, after that, what mm, life mm, is mm. like. And even nowadays, if you watch some TikToks, people be doctoring right. live streams too. Right. So really and truly, what is the reality? So with that, understanding that content creation is still storytelling, you need to remind yourself that a lot of, and I'm talking specifically now for the content creators, I'll get onto the peers later. This is entertainment, right? When your favorite content creator is creating this content, they're creating it primarily for entertainment for you and income for them or some kind of return for them, even Mm. if they're not monetizing it, right? There is some kind of return, whether it's for them to practice a skill, work on a passion project, whatever. And so because of that, their first priority is actually going to be their gain and then your entertainment, right? And that's not a bad thing. That's the nature of work. When you show up to your job, your first interest is, am I being paid today? I mean... (laughs) Or am I gaining the experience? Or even if your entire motives for your labor is altruistic, Mm. it's am I actually going to get the moral satisfaction that I desire today, right? Everyone does things for gain. Mm. And so it's not necessarily a bad thing. The second thing you're prioritized with is what is what I'm doing actually helpful? Is it performing well? Whatever. And so all of us do it. People hate that content creators do it because they don't necessarily understand the industry. Mm. And so it feels like people are making crazy amounts of money for little amounts of yep, work yep. and it's like yeah because it's a very commercial industry do you get what i mean um and if you work in anything commercial whether it be commercial law commercial real estate you know there's money in that mm. because we live in a capitalistic world but that's a tangent yeah um so the reason why i say all that is to say you need to remember that when your favorite content creator creates they're creating a catalog of content that they consider to be entertaining empowering or whatever they create this catalog of content at a certain pace However, what the internet does for the consumer is it allows you to consume content at a pace that even the creator may not have intended for you Mm. to consume it. That's the big problem. Hello. Do you know what I mean? If I'm posting a video once a week, but you get to binge all the videos I've been posting once a week in the last five years in one day, you're getting a hyper representation of what I'm creating. Even if I am doing this with the wrong motives. Yeah, my yeah. intention, because that doesn't even match my output, is not for you to see all of this back to back to mm, back to back. Mm-hmm, and you're not even mm-hmm. just following one creator. Oh, hello. So even if I post one video a year, if there's 365 creators in the earth, you can watch a video every day. So how much responsibility can I really take over your consumption? Because mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. issue here isn't necessarily that the video exists, it's that you're hyper-consuming it right Mm. and so whilst I do think that there is responsibility that creators can have in terms of being open with their community and truly building community as well right let's talk about digital communities for a second what's beautiful about TMS is we can come on here and tell you when we're having a bad day we can come on here and tell you that things ain't really going 100 100%. and we have these insecurities and this is what our childhood was like and so building community allows you to actually be a human being some people don't have necessarily community they just have audience Mm. without the communal aspect Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so they feel as though they have to perform because they're being watched yeah right rather than being engaged with um and that's a different conversation which people need to actually have with creators in terms of looking at creators relationship with audiences and the pressures that come with that and relationships that audience have with the creators and the pressures that come with that and so Back to the main conversation, which is if you are consuming way more than even creators are outputting, the responsibility is now on you because you construct what you consume. No, you curate what you consume. There we go. Do you know what I mean? If you put together a whole playlist of 20 something videos about the same topic, which you are feeling insecurity about, and you're not even taking time to be in tuned with how you're feeling and 
the mechanisms and the algorithms of social media are constructed Mm -hmm. so that they are addictive. So you have to also be mindful of that. How addicted are you to social media? How addicted are you to watching content? How addicted are you to being glued to a screen? Um, With that being said, the onus now becomes on us, not because content creators don't have anything, any responsibility, But more of the power, I would say, over your life lies in your hands when it comes to digital interactions. Do you get what I mean? And I think a lot of people want to be like, no, police the content that people make. You're going to police the content of every single creator. And also, you can't police this content because the content is actually entertaining. The content is actually helpful. People People are watching it and taking in the right dose, for lack of a better term, the the, the content is helpful. The content is great. Think of the benefit of content. Content has allowed so many people to get jobs. It's allowed so many people to express themselves in a different way. It's allowed for media representation like there has never been before. It has allowed for stories to be told, which would have gone untold. So the digital world, the degree to which we police it is a double-edged sword. As much as we can think, oh, but it will help audience and young people. TMS wouldn't exist. Exactly. It would also silence a whole bunch of people. It would become like traditional media. Do you get what I mean? Um, And so with that, who do we now need to put the responsibility on? The people who are actually choosing to click, right? Or the people who who are in charge of gatekeeping for the people who click, right? Mm. Parents, Mm, people mm, who mm, are actually mm. watching us grown adults. Just because your favorite creator is churning out content, which would add to your insecurity doesn't mean you have to watch it Mm. you're you're not forced to actually watch Mm -hmm. anyone Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. anything right Mm -hmm. now some people can argue well you know what about the things that are put in your face which you are forced to see like what when it comes to digital content no biggest man thing renee when it comes to digital content what are we forced to watch even the biggest creators in the world you don't have to watch their videos. You don't have to watch their their content. Now you can argue should content like that be monetized, mm. but then that talks about the relationship between the creator and the commercial people, mm-hmm. the big brands, mm-hmm. the corporations. But your relationship with the creator is one of choice. You just to you say. You don't have to. You don't just have to say. To. You don't have yeah, so to. Yeah, so it's very much like a 360 mm. conversation. Interesting. Sorry, that was a lot. No, we needed that. <laughs> We needed that. That was so for a number of reasons, but I'm gonna park that to one side and actually come and talk about FOMO and um, talk about late blooming when it is happening in real life. Yeah. So trans, you know, you scrolling your feed. Everybody's getting engaged. Everybody's getting a new car, but then Mm. when you when you look within. (laughs) No, but it's a real thing, right? No, it's, biggest man. See, that's why I'm laughing. You know them days where it's actually a terrible no, day. You've it's looked actually peak. Awful day. And like somebody oh. comes to you, multiple people in your circle come to you with great news, yeah. but you actually don't have capacity to be yeah. happy for yeah. them because you've just come offline or whatever and you're already feeling crappy about yeah, your life. Your real life. Only to find out ah, this person's got a new job. This person has just Bro. won the, the lottery. Bro. This person has found the love of their life. Bro. What do you do when you actually don't have a choice? Yeah, yeah. What do you do? Or <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> in fact, they invite, Being you aware. To, they invite you to the party to celebrate. How do you... <laughs> No, because people will front and act like they're, oh, just support. Yeah, like your yeah, time yeah, is yeah, coming. Yeah, 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 like yeah, you just yeah, need yeah. to be grateful. What do yeah. you do when you actually do not, you lack the capacity yeah. to be happy Big for people facts. because it feels like it's almost like a punching bag mm. or like a reflection of the fact that you ain't doing too good. Yeah. So, and this is a huge part <laughs> of the glowing and growing journey. I so, I'm so glad you brought that up because we have an episode from season two where we were talking about jealousy envy, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. something else, another component. And um, what we said was that like feelings of like deep envy and stuff, <laughs> dangerous stuff. So go watch that episode, right? But a lot of the comments under those videos and like why I love that this sisterhood is really about participation and other diverse thought and other people commenting mm. is people are saying, well, jealousy is a very normal feeling to feel. And I actually completely agree with yeah, that. For like, sure. To feel jealous or to feel like you're comparing yourself to somebody and jealousy being a result of that um, or even a little bit of coveting, mm is very much so what our flesh and our bodies and our human 
existence is inclined towards feeling. Mm. Now, the problem is every feeling, what that turns into in terms of an action is now a choice, right? Mm. So as much as you may not, because it's a human feeling, you may not have control over the feeling rising up in you. What does the feeling now cause for you to do? Mm. And so as much as people may be creating like this hyper sense that, you have to support everyone. The best advice is to support. Because if you don't say congratulations, if you don't say, you know what, I'm really happy for you, or even just keep quiet, <laughs> you're going to become a hater. Yeah. And I'm yeah. telling you now, that is the worst. Stinks, that is bro. the worst. Stinks. It's very smelly behavior. <laughs> uh, and we don't want it. And no one wants a hater as a friend because you'll quickly become a witch. <laughs> <laughs> And not the Harry Potter. Cats. No, 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 no. Watch some Nollywood <laughs> to get acquainted with what I'm talking about. Yo, that is so funny. <laughs> but am I lying? You ain't lying. So the man. thing is, <laughs> the thing is with that is, um, I I would definitely say if you are struggling with the whole like, oh, but you know, I'm I'm being exposed to X Y Z, and I actually like it is making me feel insecure, or like I'm behind, or I'm missing out. Mm. Um, I do think it's good to sit down with yourself and think, okay what are the things that I feel like I'm missing out on? Are these things that I actually desire or or do I desire them because everybody has them? Mm. Because even children, sometimes they just want a toy because someone else has it. They don't actually want it. If they had it, they wouldn't play with it. They They don't find it entertaining. They just want it because someone else has it. As adults, we should be able to reason with ourselves in the sense that do I actually want this? What are my motives? Do I want this for real, for real? And if I want it, do I want the responsibility and the work associated with Mm. it? Am I willing to actually do that? Or do I simply want it because I want the image of it, the, the results and the high of it and i want it because everybody else has it those motives will then let you know your next step which is if i want it just because everybody has it i actually need to kind of distance myself a little bit whether it's you know unfollowing Mm. or letting people you know like i am really really happy for you um, but in this time i can't participate in xyz for no reason even needs to be given yeah um and honestly if you feel like that's happening back to back to back sometimes disengaging a little bit or dare I even say leaning on the fact that these people are in intimate relationship with you and letting them know and being honest with them that hey I'm feeling like I'm a bit behind all of you guys and letting them encourage you letting them pour into you or allowing them to at least talk you off the edge or even help (laughs) you get to your goal even quicker um actually having honest conversation with your friends that say you know obviously telling somebody I'm jealous of you may cut ties very quickly but at least letting them know like I'm really happy for everything that's happened in my friends lives so outside of you guys let me just talk about myself this is how I feel Mm. right I'm not problematizing you I'm not I'm not telling you that you guys having this is wrong and you guys don't deserve it because I haven't got it I'm letting you know that this is how I feel I'm feeling insecure. And sometimes we're scared to like be perceived these ways, but there is huge power in being able to just confess we feel these ways. Because then you can ask for help. Help. Because instead of, yo, instead of you going and being a hater, cool, somebody's got a high-flying career, they got the job they wanted. Sis, I'm so happy for you. Mm -hmm. I would appreciate if you shared the blueprint. Can I have a look at your cover letter if you wouldn't mind? Or could you give me some advice? Or you've seen somebody's gotten engaged, your close friend. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness, sis, I can't wait to attend the wedding. Mm-hmm. Does he have any friends? There you go. You got anybody that you can Where introduce you me to? Where did you pick this guy from? Where did you pick? Any tips? How's it going? Simple or, you know, somebody's purchased the house. Or This is all a result of hard work and knowledge acquisition mm-hmm. in a lot of different instances. I think sometimes we have the perception that these good things happen to people out of luck or because, you know, there's something specifically wrong with us Mm -hmm. or like there's something intrinsic that we can't fix Mm -hmm. when for the majority of people that I know that do really well or get really good things, they've been working hard and they've had their opportunity and they leveraged it. But even with that, right, even if it is luck, at least they can let you know it was luck. And that really demystifies a lot because it's not that you're not working hard or anything like that. It's just they had a good stroke of luck. And when Damn. lightning hits your house, it will hit. That's it. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's, I love that you were talking about the fact that jealousy really is a feeling. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, I was listening to a podcast that was talking about like jealousy, envy, and why a lot of folks are giving into that haterade mm. juice, right? <laughs> it's because they're not 
acknowledging jealousy as a legitimate feeling. feeling yeah. It's actually okay yeah. to be much like it's actually okay to feel things. It's mm. okay to be jealous. To Again, feel jealous. To feel yeah. to feel jealous. But the actions that it drives you to, you need to be careful about what you choose yes. because that can quickly snowball. Yes. Right. Like even some of the thoughts that you may have, it's like, oh damn, I wish I had this. May you may not even become a hater. You might even become the person to destroy the good thing that Facts. somebody else has. Facts. That's why you need to be very protective of your heart and guard your yeah. thoughts and feelings Facts. before they turn into destructive yeah. actions. Because there's been so many times where it's like, oh man, I wish I had that man. I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna take two. that man. Or like, damn, I wish I had that job. All of a sudden, gossip in the office you know i wish i had that promotion gossip in the office yeah oh i wish i had that house or that car i wish i had that thing and all of a sudden it becomes less about you and your deficiencies Mm. and more about how can i tear this person down Mm. because i can't have Have it yeah or i feel like i can't have it yeah and I, I guess that then leads to my second thing my the second point that i gave which is if you actually then discover that you actually want it sit down and do an action plan and i think what actually you were talking about this, I think, about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> or in the last episode, things are becoming a blur. Hello. Um, you know, we don't like hundreds of episodes now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I told you. Damn. The beauty of creating an action plan is that once you've actually created that plan and in your head you're convinced that that plan works, you then become focused on your plan. There we go. Rather than what does everyone else have that I don't have Mm. or these overwhelming feelings of comparison, insecurity, whatever. Actually, I can replace those feelings, a lot of those feelings with confidence that I have a plan and I'm working on my plan. For sure. And it will work out once my plan is complete. That's it. Yo, and tap into a diversity of experiences. One thing again that I cannot say... I can't just toot the praises enough of the sisterhood because the diversity of experiences always lets me know, aha, Mm -hmm. I'm not behind. I'm just different. Yes. I think there's also that idea that we're progressing towards something Mm -hmm. like the the pinnacle of womanhood. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not I'm progressing towards something. Sometimes it's I'm on the other side or like I'm I'm on the other lane. So like there's often sometimes like I see folks say, you know, I got married in my late thirties and it was the best decision that I made. And I decided to, you know, change my career at like 45 or Mm. something. Or, you know, I decided to have kids when I was like 18 Mm. or I decided to have kids when I was 30 something. Having that access to a diversity of experiences within communities is so necessary because again, it lets you know that's okay too. It's an option. You're not late. You've arrived. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's actually Mm -hmm. fine. It's just so frustrating, especially for us as women, where Mm -hmm. it's like, we're always under pressure to be ready. We're always under pressure to be the best version, Mm -hmm. to be microwaved ready. Like we're done. But it's like, man, will you give yourself space to grow? Mm -hmm. And it's also okay to like, not have your ducks in a row at, you know, one time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it feels like you have to have everything progressing at the same rate. Mm -hmm. And it's like, actually life occurs in seasons you might have a season where it's like i'm focusing on my career and that's taking off i can focus on relationships a bit more later it's all about priorities and balance and i see so many times like that tiktok or like on instagram when it's like when you're trying to have a social life and have a job Mm. and drink water and go to the gym Mm. all at the same time and it's just like how do these things add up and then to now feel like you're late i'm like baby girl later what it seems like you've arrived. And that's the thing. Like, perception is everything because there'll be people looking at you being like, I want to be where she's right, at, right? right? Um, and then there are people you're looking at, like, I'm trying to be where she's at. I feel behind. And she's probably feeling like I'm behind. So really taking time to realize that there's always something. Like, even when you've achieved that goal, you make that announcement, there's now another thing that you're going to be chasing after and you have to put your focus on, Honestly. which may very well make you feel inadequate or insecure. So it's more so about appreciating our journeys enough to know that at every stage we're actually doing all right and sometimes yes there is a need to have an honest conversation with ourselves that is according to my plans Mm. according to and not even just the goals I set for myself that by this age I'd be married by this age I'd buy a house by this age I'd have a car no according to the real goals and actionable plans that I set which and do this with like goals that you set more recently rather than when I was 10 I thought I would have a mansion by the time I was 29 (laughs) okay cool 10 year old you did not understand economics 
cost of living crisis didn't see a pandemic coming 10 year old you didn't even understand how money really worked um so all of that no the goals you set at the beginning of the year or the plan that you wrote at the beginning of the year Mm. right according to that plan where are you are you behind and are you behind because of circumstances which you could control right because that's when you should feel the pressure of i know i could do better and that's why we need to really have this conversation about you're only in competition with yourself. Like it's a common saying that people say, and I really want you to, I really want to remind you that the only person you should really be comparing yourself to is the you of yesterday and the you you envisioned for tomorrow. Hello. That is literally it. And so the more you find yourself looking at other people, the less appreciative you become and the more you undermine the beauty of your process and the necessity to go according to your own pace. Yeah. That was moving, Courtney. Thanks. I feel touched. Glad. Tickled pink, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I guess to wrap up very, very mm. quickly, um, late bloomers yeah. or folks that feel like they're behind in life right now, like what's one thing or one thought, reflection or action that you would leave them with? Find at least a day. Or multiple days if you can to just be on your own or to be with a trusted friend mm. who you find really inspiring and really level-headed and really sound who you can really be honest with and if you're doing it on your own just be honest with yourself about a what you're currently feeling towards your goals and whether you feel anxious overwhelmed inadequate um confident not confident mm. like equipped unequipped whatever it it is um just be honest and put words to these things and then really sit down and figure out well what do I want and how do I get there I think too many of us are getting caught up in the rat race of I want this I want this I want this and oh my gosh so much of my life my feed the people around me are telling me I haven't got this yet I haven't got there yet I haven't got there yet and it's like okay have you thought about how you're gonna get it have you thought about if you actually want it have you thought about how all of this consumption is actually affecting you and what your Mm. present feelings are, Mm -hmm. we can get lost. We can lose ourselves the more we consume other people's stuff, right? I would encourage you to find some time and dedicate some time to just get back to you. Remember that thing I was saying about like being disorientated? Mm. Find a time to find some kind of sobriety and stability. Mm. And I think that's what comes with just periods of silence or periods of quietness or just when there's one person you can feed off of and there's not this clattering noise of everyone's life and everyone's opinion and society's pressures and everything. No, what does your ideal life look like? It could be informed by the things that you've seen or the things that people suggest to you, but really and truly, once you leave that session, are you going to be feeling like, I'm going to go and build the life that I actually want? Not the life that other people told me to have, not the life that everyone else is living, but my life that I want and I want to own and I will be proud of. But make sure you're leaving with actionable steps. Oh, 100%. Not just, oh, here's a vision board with a Tesla on it. Can you drive? Rever- oh, hello. Reverse engineer is necessary. Yeah. Where's your credit score at? Oh, are you going to buy it, lease it? What are you going to do? You know, the details, like the details around the vision make it make it very plain. Yeah. Um, no, I absolutely love that. I think mine quite simply would be to practice gratitude. Mm. I think sometimes we spend so much time coveting because we're not, you know, grateful for what we actually already have. And, um, it was actually triggered by what you were saying about the fact that so many of us will look at somebody else and think, oh, I want this. When somebody is looking at us thinking, damn, I want that. So, and I often find that practicing gratitude in this season unlocks what you need in the next season. Mm. So make sure that you're actually grateful for the things that you have so mm-hmm. you know you mm-hmm. do want the high-flying career be grateful that yes you have a job girl you know in in this this economy is hard yeah. you or know what you I mean? have the skills you have you have the skills that you have you know that you're you're talented that you do have the you know relationships that you have sometimes again coveting after like being with someone mm-hmm. be grateful for the fact that you have some great friendships or you know things with your family is getting better you mm-hmm. know be try and intentionally be grateful for the Mm. things that you have and practice that so that when you do reach your goals you know how to handle being grateful for that too Mm. um to practice gratitude doesn't have to be the whole you know wake up in the morning i'm grateful for 
but it can be manifest in your actions and in your behavior and you actually spending time with people and letting them know that they're loved or mm-hmm. letting yourself know that you are loved too. Like even in coveting, again, there's that insecurity of like, am I good enough? Mm. And really you should be telling yourself, yes, I am good enough. And yes, you know, this is something that's within my reach and I deserve it. So make sure that you spend time practicing gratitude, not yeah. just, you know, oh, gratitude is a thing, practice the mm. act of gratitude that's so lovely man but sisters 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 with a z oh god um you know when they put z on the end of words i'm just like man you need to wrap that up wrap it up um sisters we hope you enjoyed that episode and we would love to hear your thoughts on being a late bloomer especially if we've got any experienced or older yes. sisters in the community you guys stay dropping them gems Please and i we love we this. love seeing your comments honestly so do you have any experience being a late bloomer in society are there certain things that you decided to give a little bit more time or certain things that appeared in your life a little bit later than you expected what was your experience and what advice can you give to the sisters or if you're somebody that is raging ahead with certain things and things are just amazing and lots of good things are happening in Mm. your life right now it would be good to get a sense of your experience in the pursuit of that thing was it hard Mm. um what what resources did you have so we want to get that knowledge sharing and you can do that knowledge sharing by commenting on our youtube video yeah and whilst you're here subscribe because <laughs> i know there are no 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 no. There, i want to address this with you guys because you know we address awkward things <laughs> on this this podcast there are some of you sisters that come here and pack park your cars every week and you don't subscribe mm. i've seen you okay mm-hmm. look look me in my eye i've seen you we are so close and I know we're, um, what do you call it, recording this in advance. Yeah. But if I don't see 40k subscribers, we're so I think close. we would have had it by then. Better. I actually think we would have had it by then. Better. So in the spirit of gratitude, thank you. Thank you. Yes, God bless <laughs> thank you. Thank you for 40,000 subscribers. <laughs> I'm and nearly like... I hope we hit 50k by the at least by the end of the year. Ooh, that would be great. That's a goal. That's a goal. All right, sisters, be subscribing. If you have another <laughs> sister, be sub- tell a sister to tell, yeah, a sister. Yeah, tell a sister. Get subscribing sister. Um, and support our work. We really, really appreciate and honor each and every one of you that listens. Yeah. Give us a rating on Spotify on an, and on Apple Podcasts. You already know the deal. Five out of fives only. Anything yeah. less. Not even four out of five. Anything less than five out of <laughs> five. Send us an email. Hello at twomysisters.com. We'll be there to answer. Please put in the description that you are here to rate us <laughs> below five and why this is the issue. Thank you very much. But of course, you can come and follow us on our socials as well. At Two My Sisterhood everywhere. LinkedIn. We are on LinkedIn now. We're sharing mm-hmm. opportunities there. Mm-hmm. So for some of you sisters that are trying to level up, check us out on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We're having a lot of fun on TikTok. So Ooh, please join us the there gap. all over the gap. And of course, if you would love to follow our journeys, our independent glowing and growing journeys where we share the transparent stuff around our you life, know. you can follow us on our individual handles. The lovely lady to my left at CD Boateng. Yeah. And of course, come and follow me at Renee we love to see it well sisters make sure that you've signed up to the mailing list all right and if there are still tickets available for the live show please cop them please buy them please all right um but we'll talk to you very 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 soon and as always keep glowing and growing did i say that right keep glowing and growing okay Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com